0: Hi, Doug.
1: Oh yeah, that group is nice. That's hey, that new animal collective. That's that new animal. Co- that's that new animal collective, man. I love. I love. You know, hipsters uh, recording light bulbs and okay. turning it into music. <laughs> no
2: shots. I, I legitimately do like Animal Collective. I
1: legitimately I like to like
2: Bear more. So. I
1: le- I legitimately like when people use light bulbs to make music. Sure. Hey, Marcus, you like movies? Yes, I do. Hey, Marcus, you like Liam Gavin's dark song? Yes, I do a lot. Hey, we should see if Liam Gavin wants to interview, get interviewed by us for the show. That's not a bad idea. Wouldn't that be tight? Yes. All right. Mark, did you ever smoke PCP? We are recording. All right. So, hello. This is this is Zebras in America interviewing Liam Gavin. Would you like to give yourself a tiny introduction, my friend?
2: Uh, Whose most notable work will be a dark song, uh, which was released last year. Seems to, still seems to keep
1: going. So, yeah. yeah, that dark song is. I'm I'm not gonna be hyperbolic because you've been so generous to be on our show, but it's maybe my favorite horror movie, dude. No, I'm. Let it be also said. I'm not like super horror dude, but. I think what you did with The Dark Song was able to really ground uh, horror in loss in a way that's not been done a lot. And I just... Yeah, I, I saw that movie and I cried, which is an interesting thing for, you know, what your film was doing. But I was able to connect with the loss and because... And I have some questions about this. Because your film was... Like the magic was so realistic, I never got I never got taken away. I was able to connect with the characters and just be there for it. So congratulations, you did an amazing job, dude.
2: Yeah, I, I like to I like to say I didn't mean to cut you off. But I was just I like to say it picks up where it Don't Look Now left off, and it's what I wanted Antichrist to be. Uh, I am a fan of that movie, and I'm a fan of that director. But I still, you know, it's all in the same vein of of of, of that film. So of those films. Fantastic uh, film particularly, um, um, Don't Look Now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's one of the best. Um, it is a very good film. Um, I, I, I would have been one of my touch points when we were
3: talking, you know, when you're trying to get finance, you've always got to be talking about films, it's a bit like. And, right. Um, Don't Look Now was one of them, so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what, what's, what's your film background? to go to comic strips when I was um, in, in college, but in the UK, the comic sort of like that particular period, suddenly comics just collapsed. Right. Um, so I ended up working in adverts and working in various sort of uh, short films, TV, beach films, all that kind of thing. So uh, without knowing it, learning the craft. Do you know what I mean? And then I allied myself. There was a project uh, called the Lighthouse. Um, now back in back then, there was only about Ten to fifteen films made in Britain every year at that particular. It was a really low point. <laughs> no. um, so working on feature
3: film back then, um, I, I I I sort of came on early and stayed all the way through, and that was my film score. Um, and from then I started doing short films, um, sort of won all the awards and everything. And then we we spent a battle of trying to get your first feature done, which is very hard in. In, the Europe, in Europe and in the UK and in Ireland um, because you've got to go and go through government bodies it's not sort
1: of oh. um, funded um, it was, it, you can get funded privately but it's a battle unto itself and you've got much better chance of getting distribution if you've gone through the, the right channels and things so I, I nearly got films made I mean really nearly for about 10
3: years um, if I knew it was going to take that long I probably would have done something else so yeah um, but I was always six months away from, you know, getting that first feature. And we had one way back in about 2004, 2005, that we got fully financed with big names involved. And oh, then wow. the company who was financing it went bankrupt. And I thought, oh, we'll get it up, together, like,
1: up and running in about sort of six months a year. Nope, never happened. That... So, and then we got a film before this that, 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 that we did a horror film. Wrote, I wrote my, my uh, horror. I wrote not horror um, and we, with the Irish Film Board we nearly got that over the hump. it was a bigger budget thing oh. so I'm doing that now so that's when, um, the next project and then I, with, with The Dark Song um, I had been as I say struggling, struggling, struggling to get a, a film made uh, and it was basically right, what can I do, what can be a concept to just two people, a few people in one location and that was it yeah, it's like, in, in TV, they have that thing called, like, the boiler room episode, where they... When when the show is, like, low on funds or whatever, they'll just have two characters in a boiler room. But it never felt like that with this movie. Like, I mean, I guess you... Like, I don't know. I have... I have a question. I have, a, I have many questions. Yeah, same. But, so... Your interest in, in, like, Magic with a K, is that is that, like, just the movie, or is that, like... Because I wasn't put onto this movie from, like, my film friends. My friends who are into, like, Magic with a K told me I had to see this movie. They were like, this movie deals with magic in a very grounded way, and it's a great film, you got to see it. So, there ha- are you grounded in that sort of learning? Uh, are I not? A, in my personal life, no. I mean, huh, no, okay. I'm not, I- Score and when I was about 13 14, I went through an occult phase, um, and that is kind of where this has got its groundswell from. Yeah, um, that I, I knew enough from being 40, I'm quite diligent about these things, that it wasn't Harry Potter, that you know, um, that it was also it's about you as much as it is about the outside world
3: yeah. and things like that so um so i do have a, a, a i knew what i was talking about you know clearly what I mean? but if i had been an actual practitioner or something like that um it would be a different film you know and it would be much more sort of like uh didactic it'd be much more sort of like evangelical right you know what i mean so um, it allows me to take a sort of a, a distance away from it um that said you know i'm very careful in the actual film
1: to I mean, the rituals a real thing the abremlin the abremelin operation yeah it is yeah and what you're getting is a kind of um you know in kung fu films yeah you're not actually getting a fight you get the kind of stylized version of what a fight is absolutely mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're getting a similar thing in the... It's
3: all kind of right, but all kind of wrong, <coughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I look quite careful not to actually
1: do a black magic ceremony in real... When I was doing the film, do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Um, just, the, just in case. Well, the Abremelin operation is a very arduous, long... It's like it's almost like a story, The the spell. It's like a movie into itself. It reminds, like... It reminds me almost like looking at a Bruegel painting, but as a, as a move. And that's what I liked about the movie, because you could have made up your own spell. You could have made it up. But because it was grounded in, you know, an ancient operation to talk to someone, to, to talk to your guardian angel or, or re or whatever, it was very... Man, I like that movie so much, dude. I really do. Oh, thank, you. thank you very much. That's true. That's true
0: itself we did i mean i did research and stuff. Yeah. so it's all kind of there the magic squares the you know the the, the pushing yourself to the boundaries to, to the limits and things like that i saw it, i came
1: across it in a um there's a documentary about Alastair crowley i don't know if you know who alistair crowley is um he was, yes. he, was a, he was a famous well it's bizarre, right? When I say that to European audiences or Irish audiences or UK audiences, they don't know who he is, even though he's a kind of um, a, a seminal figure in, in the cultural history. Um, and I go to America, everybody knows who he is. Well, he's, I mean, he's, my- he's like the Tupac of of like a cult. He brought everything to... A, he took a lot of Eastern ideas and brought it to the Western. I mean, I, I, I would like to think... That if I know what the Abremelin is, that I know who Mr. Crowley is. That's the
3: uh, As I say, in America, everyone seems better educated on it for some strange reason than, than, than in the UK. So. But I saw this operation, I saw yeah. a, a documentary about Crowley. Um, um,
1: and again, that roots back to my occult my phase. I still, sure. you know, if you're interested in robots as a kid, you're going to have vague kind of interest as robots as an adult. Most definitely. Um, uh, and so it was on, so I watched it, and I learned about what it was from that, that it happened, and they did it, uh, and he got bored halfway through it, and wandered off, um, and you don't do that, and the house now um, is mental, um,
2: in Loch Ness, he did it in Loch Ness, just to make it really weird, um, oh. um, and so that's, I learned, you know, for one location film, that happened, in, in a house, um, what more do you want, really, so... Yeah. That was um that it, it really reminded me, have have you ever seen Tom Noonan's feature film debut? What happened was? No, I have not. Oh man, it's I think um it would make such a great double feature. It it's about it's it's just him and Karen Silas. It's about a a, a work date that, you know, turns into some kind of craziness. Um but it's again, it's just like two people, one setting, um kind of darkish lighting all all, all of that stuff like and and that you know reminded me was it easier to kind of get funding and get this movie made when you kind of pitched it as it's only two people it's minimal just in general the movie itself it's, it's just like a minimalist film like for the most part like was that was that like an easy sell or not really um it's it's, hard, it's, it's actually hard to
3: write these things everyone thinks you know two people in a house is quite a difficult thing to pull off
2: yeah, um, sure. Um, you know, people think it's boring... Most people, most people haven't noticed it's two people in a house, do you know what I mean? Sure. Which is a, which is a sort of very flattering thing. Most people think of it as a traditional drama. Yeah. Um, that Very few people have actually said, wow, you did a narrative of two people in a house. Yeah. Instead of talking about, you know, this and about that and about sort of, uh, um, um, it was tense and what have you. Um, so it's very flashing once we, we took it to the Irish the Irish Film Board funded it and the Welsh Film Agency um, and again uh, what we tried to do with them was just slide it under the radar you know mm-hmm. um, so that it was cheap enough that they wouldn't even kind of like bother but, but sort of oh yeah let's go with it Right. But they seemed to get into it so it was a year that year where they're doing genre films um,
1: so um, that helped as well so they do themes if you know what I mean yeah okay and um what was what was the production like you know the actors were amazing well um we, we, the production went really um
0: you could, for a first feature it couldn't have gone better I mean we had no problems nobody shouted it was a lovely kind of warm family you just think right with the material that it might right. be actually sort of like people arguing and shouting like that so not a crossword was said to anybody by anybody you know um we we, we finished on
1: time um the house we were in was like m- mental um it's actually in the middle of, 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 of northern D- north dublin okay uh, so if you look out the windows you can just see sort of like um bus stops and
0: you know um kids playing and things like that so we had to be careful, that we never looked out the windows. Um, so we blew them out, you know, with lights and stuff, yeah. so you can't see out of them. Um, um, and the, the exterior of the house was obviously
1: 20, 30 miles away. Uh, but the interior of the house was weird in that we were shooting in July. Oh. And it'd be absolutely freezing cold. You'd have to go in with your coats and your boots and your gloves and
3: everything. So, uh, and then you step outside at the end of the day. 70 degrees you know oh wow degrees. Mm. so it's like really weird um it was actually a house
1: that was owned by you know the Jameson family hasn't Jameson whiskey oh, of oh yes I drank a lot of that in my 20s <laughs> well that's that's the, that was it's sort of one of their houses one of their piles and it was up in north when they did it when they built it it was uh, outside of you know Dublin, but it, it isn't now so but the the crew got on well. Uh, I only got my D P like three days beforehand. So and how, well, sometimes we were scrambling, Oh you wow. Know? How many days was the production of filming? The how many days? days from beginning to end. Oh wow. That's that's good. That's nice. <clears throat> so, um we, we I storyboarded the entire film. So there was every single sort of every single we're doing this. So that meant we could get through an awful lot. But it's, it was because there's lots of scenes. Yeah. Know? It's um. We got loads. We when we did our first edit, it was two hours and forty minutes. So, wow. Um,
2: I, do you I have would, that
1: version? Yeah, we would love to see that version. We, we do have that version.
3: i got it. It doesn't have any music or anything. It's not
1: graded. <laughs> well, I I, right. I can add, I can add music. I compose uh, film scores. <laughs> 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 yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, Mm-hmm.
3: Um, um, and you gotta be. I'm very good at cutting things, I know that sounds mad, um, uh, but I, I it's important, brutal, you know. Yeah, stuff that the stuff that we did where she it was, was seen initially when she comes out of the house when she when they first arrived at the house, uh, in the, in the in the initial
1: draft, they get the keys, yeah, mm. and um, uh, they throw them into the lake, you know, the lake, yeah.
3: House. And when she comes out of the house, she can't stop and she could suddenly realises that it's in the lake. And then we have a crawl through the lake and she's feeling with a feet to try and find the keys and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: So when she's up to here, and that scene like took up a day, and um you know it's loads of crackling noises and strange noises from the house as she's doing it, with we feel like we're in a pressure cooker. Right. Uh, that, that, that took uh, uh, uh three-quarters of a day to film and a really big part of the shoot because we were all psychologically and I cut it because it
2: was, you know, slowed everything down. So, you know, yeah, and that was that was like George just already off on leg in terms of psychologically, in terms of huh. how hard things do. Hmm. Um, I, I I wanted to say too, like I've seen this movie many times now, and at no point, you know, you were talking about how everyone got along, and like I, I assume that from the get go because the, the, you know the, there's plenty of movies that had disastrous sets. And a disastrous, terrible time, and then the movie, and then you know the final product was a good movie. But at the same time, I feel like a movie like this has to be intimate. Folks ha- have to get along. I, you know, I, I never sensed that there would be an issue because I think um, you can kind of see it in the final product. You know, like between whether it's chemistry between the two actors. You know, just just the final product. To me, I never thought like, oh, I bet this was. I feel like given the subject matter, the magic element, and just the element of loss. Like you kind of have to have. A tight, intimate set, and, and everyone get and everyone get 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 along. I imagine it would be like terrible if you know if if, if folks didn't. So I, it, I I could see it through, through the film that everyone got along and it was like a good, you know. I think I did uh, one uh,
3: because I went in so prepared. I'd done all the storyboards. I knew right. the script off my heart. So mm-hmm. it reassures everybody. Steve and Catherine, we made a decision.
0: Right, you know, they're sort of like c- c- combative in 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 the film. Yeah. Yeah. Like, And just, you know, a warm space where
3: everybody kind of gets on and things like that. And it meant that, you know, it all worked, and it was all smooth, and, you know, and I will be doing it again. I'm not going in for any of that sort of, like, create tension on set, just to get... It's just not... It's just... It's one of those
2: things that people think's cool, and it's just a pain in the ass. Absolutely. It's like the equivalent of, like, I mean, I do... The idea of method acting is important when it's done right, but when you just do silly stupid disruptive things on set it's like that's not method acting just like you know we won't name names of directors but you know like firing a you know a gun on set or just doing certain things to manipulate actors i just think you know it's i don't know it's unnecessary sometimes
1: it's already oh, pain it's already painful enough to make art it doesn't like yeah. while you don't need to like make people suffer um so i i have a question/statement you know um So like this movie to me was like a a very good statement in this genre that I've been calling grief horror, which is like you know, Don't Look Now, Babadook, Personal Shopper,
2: Antichrist,
1: Antichrist, Mm -hmm. Dead Man's Shoes, and I know that you probably never thought this movie was going to be compared to Ghost, but Ghost a little bit as well, even though it's like I haven't seen Ghost. What? uh-huh. i been writing at the moment. Um, I'm writing my fucking arse off. Nice. Um, and i have been doing horror. Um, yeah. Horror, so I try not to watch horror. Right. You know what I mean? Of course. So, yeah. Because i start subconsciously nicking
3: stuff. You know? right. So, um, so so I've seen
2: every single one of those except Ghost Story. So, no ghost. I know ghost. No,
1: not Ghost Story.
2: The, the, the Patrick yeah. Swayze,
1: Patrick ghost. Swayze, Demi Moore. I'm yeah. not. Yeah.
2: yeah. I, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Not 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 Ghost Story.
1: No. Like like Ghost is it's a grief it's a grief supernatural it's a supernatural grief film. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's it's it's a mess in a way, but it still has like, if you've ever lost somebody, you understand that that feeling is as horrific as being chased by a demon, you know. Like I. Losing someone is like being stabbed in the stomach and I just thought you presented that in the film in a really good way because grief grief like the supernatural premise is born out of the never-ending pit that is grief or sorrow you know I think so it's it's interesting to to put that the horror motif onto it because I think it it really accentuates the darkness that it is to lose somebody.
2: I, I also think um, losing anyone is terrible, but then also adding the element of, like, motherhood, a child, I think that's what kind of heightens everything and just kind of, like, up, ups the ante, you know? I, I'm not a parent, but I, I, I can't imagine, you, you know what I mean? I think that's what makes it even extra crushing, you know? Well, I'm I, I not a parent either. Um, mm-hmm. um, um... You're not. Wow. I w- I seriously, I was going to get to that later. I, I just assumed, like, you. You. you I, I thought you were a parent, given the... The authenticity of uh, of the loss and grief, you know, in, in, in that film, like, that would come from a parent, so. No, I'm not. That's well, the first question. Like, got they um, I would, I would the imagine. Ministry? Yeah. And um, that, that was the first question I was asked, if I was a parent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm, and I, I'm i not. Um, I have
1: bizarre, lots of people die around me. I'm one of those people. And, uh, me too. that's 20 my mom says to me you do realize that kind of like um um you
3: most people your age will know either one non or two people who've died and i've known about i knew about 15 at the time so uh, so it's one of those those weird old things so um i do have down syndrome brother so um and that worries me that because of perpetual child i have a father son, you know what I mean? Parental relationship with
2: Of course. With him. So I can imagine what it's like. And I've got all of a sudden, as well, I've got nine nephews
3: of one niece. I don't know what the odds of that are, but... Um, and that, again, I mean, that's not as close as a child of your own, but it's still,
2: it's a manifestation of, of children dying, do you know what I mean? Of course. What, now, so subconsciously or just dead dead on like part of the was there any kind of the relationship with your brother you know you brought that up like with, with the film was there like any kind of uh influence there in, in 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 into this film well when i first wrote this first draft of the script
3: uh-huh. um, it was actually the girl was 18 17 18 and it was her brother who died ah okay wow. so, okay
0: okay so,
1: Yeah. So there, yeah. Would, there wouldn't be, you know, that she's someone being difficult to a, a woman in her 30s is different than being difficult
3: who can look about and say, what, well, shut, shut, shut the fuck up. Um, oh. someone who's 17, 18 is going to be intimidated by that more. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yep. Um, and it would make
3: it, more, I suppose, more of a coming of age story. Uh, but but not, not a good one
0: in terms of like psychological well being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, so that's it. I and mean, my next film on now is specifically got a down syndrome um person
1: who's who's dead. So that's that's going to be um, the next film's about the undead. Oh. So oh, okay. What can you say what can you say about the next one? It's like, it's a zombie film. Hmm. But Uh, I do, yes.
2: No, I I, I don't I'll be honest. sort of like s- at mystery oh, uh, okay. until you see God
3: behind it, essentially. Okay. Um, the divine behind it. Um and um it is about the when you approach the, the three children drown essentially and there's a there's a big sort of I'm treating the undead as a kind of like metaphysical thing as much right. as it is Do you know what I mean? Rather than just sort of like chainsaw fodder.
2: Yeah. Um, So it's an ensemble piece. Um, So, um, at least it is at the moment. So it's just about to go out to various people. Oh, cool. Very good. Now, so given, you know, Scott brought up uh, a a specific film and now your relationship with your brother. Was there any kind of connection? Or, I mean, if, if you want to get into it, it's fine. Like a film like Dead Man's Shoes. Did that, like, have you seen it? Were, were you just like, oh, I kind of relate to aspects of it? Or were you just like, I don't know about this. Like, you know, what, what was, uh, did, did you have any kind of a strong opinion on that film? Dead Man Shoes is a great film. Yeah. Um, I think
3: it's a really, uh, it's, 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 um uh, because uh, it's sort of a western in, in, in the, in the northwest, northwest part of the country, in this country. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I suppose it did have. I mean, it's it's one of those things, the influences to this are. are I've never thought about them. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, sure, I wasn't implying you. Were, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, no but yeah. I suppose I'm just thinking now to myself, I must have had influences. You don't get this out of nowhere, do you? No. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, I think Shane Meadows is a great um, filmmaker. I met him at a festival many years ago. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm a fan so, as well. Right. There seems to be it's like um between like yourself, uh Alice Lowe, there's like um almost like a scene. I I I feel like you guys aren't I mean I guess Shane, you know um Ben Wheatley and Alice Lowe are you know, are connected in some degree and you worked with you know an actor from so there so I guess there's like a 6 degrees of separation kind of thing. Is there is there like at least in as far as US publications go there isn't, like, a label put on yet, but, like, in your neck of the woods, are, are they, like, labeling you guys? Like, oh, there's, like, a UK horror drama scene, or is there a, you know... Because Prevenge is, is pretty similar in content as well, like, Loss and all that stuff. We had, yeah. um, we had, um, Chow 4, um, Phil 4, did a kind of
0: evening coming up to Hollywood. And um, we are, we're described as a new wave of British horror. Um, that's, yeah, that's so... That.
1: Um, but again, uh, uh, it's, it's, it, it, there's a genre called, uh... Hoodie horror. horror? Hey? Sorry, Sorry. what did you say? Fuck horror. Oh, is what ah. And indie. So, um... Ooh. You know, me... Like the bitch Ben Ben Wheatley, um, and uh, the ghoul, and, um, the, there is a
2: nascent scene. There's, there's no denying that. Um, and these things happen by accident, don't they? Never happen by design. Um, oh totally Any kind of scene Or film movement It's just like You know There's people kind of In close proximity But they never I guess maybe except for Like the dogma movement Other than that No one You know Like the German knew it. They like they didn't get together Like alright We're gonna do this thing We're gonna work to-. It just kind of happens It's it's never like Planned We're
1: gonna get
3: together um, sort of
2: films, you know, like Gasp- Oh like of course the, Of course the of kind of Again That came out of nowhere Yeah But then after a while This is talking
3: Start getting films that are not consciously trying to be in that genre. Yeah.
0: You know I mean? Yeah. So um, I don't know if that's going to happen now. Um, to, 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 I don't know. It's one of the thing, those
3: things. I, again, I haven't really thought about it. i would quite like to be in my in my head part of some kind of movement. <laughs> sure.
0: like, um, um, but the, there is a
2: there is a kind of yes. Uh, there's no name for it yet. Okay. Grief horror, man. Grief horror. Man. UK, horror. UK grief horror? Like, yeah. Grief horror, that's it. I, I find Irish. Oh so no, I was what I, you saying oh sorry. And Irish. And Irish. Irish, right. yeah. Sorry. because um, uh, in Ireland you've got a sort of nice and scene but part of that as well. You know, like I don't know if you've seen
1: it Logan Finnegan's film, um, without name and you've got now um, I saw um, Citadel. Um, that's like part of hoodie horror or something hoodie horror that's
2: severance and things okay yeah severance yeah yeah so um I'm trying there's a
3: David Frane's new film as well um, The Cured um, that's Irish as well so
1: okay yeah The Cured that's a good movie it's meant to be a good movie I
3: haven't seen it he's my friend so I'm saying yes
2: oh okay I so like that, I like putting that. that Yeah, I like that too I'm putting that in my queue I was, that, um What's
1: it called again? It's it's out
3: the festivals at the moment Okay, so, oh, okay So the it's, afraid? On, it's called The Cured The Cured It's got, um Ellen Page in it
1: Oh, she just got married Mazel Tov <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah There you
2: go I so was like, sh- I was saying earlier, I've I've been lucky enough to interview a couple of folks associated with the new French extremity, like the first wave. And anytime I bring up that title, they're just like, I don't know what that is. Like, well, two of them, Marina Devan specifically within my skin, she was just like, I, I I don't know what that is. And then like Bertrand Benello and Claire Denis were both kind of like, I I I don't know. You know what I mean? I, so I find that interesting. Like the minute any kind of film scene gets a label is when it dies. And you're right, the the last wave, it's this group of people who are like. We're going to, we're gonna, you know, consciously make a really messed up, gross... Fi- and you could totally see that in the in the la- the last wave of, like, in New French Extremity films. It's like you're just trying to be gross out. and like The Martyrs, is a genuine sort of work of art. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, no, 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 oh, yeah. Oh, yes. So that's, you know, that's a, a superb film. Yeah, you know? yes. Um, and that really
4: is point to the extremes of things. Mm-hmm. I,
2: think I could watch it again, so... Martyrs is a tough one, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ending, particularly. Yeah. Um, indeed i you know speaking of labels too being on, on the film critic side of things you know and if i'm not mistaken dark song it, it did the festivals in late 2016 is that so it's kind of yeah, cool we're it's, we're oh, i'm sorry it's, it's
3: one of those things where it keeps going
2: yeah i know i think that's really it's like you're you're in year 2 essentially like two years of you know and and yeah i think that's great i i just I, you know, and and with that now it's it's getting written about more by a lot of non horror publications and non horror sites, and and I don't know if you're familiar. Over the years, there's this term post horror, which I think is a little silly. Um, okay, so so there, so there you go. I, I have yet to ask like a, like a horror filmmaker what they think of that title, and I just feel like it's it's kind of a. a ch- There you go, there you uh, go, there you yeah, go. don't think, that, they think that they're slumming it with horror. Trying to right, perfect, yep, horror. yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. So, so I am. A, I wrote a horror film, um, and I'm proud to have written a horror film. Um, yes. Right, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of took the words, I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't trying to spoon feed you, it's, it's just... Um, yeah, pretty much uh, sl- slumming it. They, they're they used to, you know, 80-something percent of the movies they're used to reviewing or I'm not going to, you know, whatever. And then they, they get to the horror movies and they, it's like they have to, it's almost like they're convincing them, having to convince themselves like, no, this is good. You know, this is let, let's make a title for it when it's so unnecessary. So um, I appreciate you saying that. Man, uh, yeah. I I, I think horror is one of the most intelligent, uh, or can be, one of
3: the most intelligent genres. Because metaphysics is innate to it, you know?
1: Right. You you can deal with the big things. You can deal with grief. You can deal with um, um, horror. You can deal with uh, the divine, um, the nature of evil. Um, These are the big questions, you know? Um, So, horror is a good thing. Sure. Also, like as I said earlier, like I'm not a big horror dude, but I, that's just because like I'm, I scare so easily. Like I went to see Signs, the the M Night Shyamalan movie about aliens, and I was screaming, because oh, wow. I I have a lot of anxiety, so I I like I like this movie or like Frailty, Shining. But I also like because I'm able to sit for a second, or like, oh, what'd you think of Get Out? Get Out, I love it. I think it's fantastic. So um, I thought uh, again that could be seen as post-horror. It's a horror
2: movie. Yeah, I just like to consider um, it a horror. I, I, I absolutely. Um, it's one of
3: those hard things to pull off, comedy and horror. Right. You know, people assume it's a very easy thing to do, um, but I absolutely
2: loved it uh, when I saw it. No. Oh, and 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 I. It, so you you do consider parts of it funny because there's this whole issue now where people. It's like it's not a comedy. It's like, well, yeah, part of it is like just the premise alone. It absolutely is. It's a dark comedy, but yeah. still a comedy. So. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, it is a, oh, I think it's a, a, a horror comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's absurd. It's it's this black it is, guy um, going to meet his. It's, it's satirical. Yeah. Satirical. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah
1: society yes um, so it's 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 a great film and, it, and i can enjoyed that because it's outside of my box do you know right. what i mean yeah and um, so it wouldn't be we wouldn't be sitting in the cinema next to each other thinking
2: oh we're doing the same film you know right. which just shows the versatility of genre filmmaking i agree i like the fact that you know your film and get out you know I don't really rank them too well, but I like the fact that those two films ended up on my top ten as well. Like I, I yeah, I, I like so it's it's nice hearing you talk about Get Out when like your film and that film share the same spot essentially in in of all the movies I saw this year. So yeah, that's those, really cool,
1: those two and The Killing of a Sacred Deer are like the horror movies that were that I just killed me last year in a great way. I didn't see Killing
3: of a Sacred Deer yet. Oh. So uh, My draft, yes, two days ago. Okay. So I watched Jared's game um,
1: yesterday. Um, you know Jared's game. The oh, of Netflix course. Thing. Yeah.
3: So, which I, so I thought
2: I was great. Yeah. So, um, uh, but I have been avoiding. I've been watching things like Kirk and you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Right. Ones. So so I'm killing the sacred deer. Um, is
1: is something I definitely need to see. So it's on top of everyone's lists. It was the yeah. it was the film it was my film of the year your film was number two oh god bless you bless <laughs> you dude yeah it's um
2: the thing about S- sacred deer is it, it has grief it has big laughs and there's also really eerie creepy stuff it's like all and yogos Lanthimos seems to make it work um really well
1: and it's sorry i really
2: liked, I really, really liked his last film the
1: yeah. last oh yeah so that was when we were kids right we used to go to a place down um and it's that hotel you know the hotel that's in, in that film yeah yeah of course yes, that's the hotel we, we so it's like walking through
3: my childhood it's a really weird kind of like um, you know it's quite a strange film oh and
2: yeah they actually, when they actually you see your childhood where you messed around as a child uh, um,
1: and you haven't been to that since and all of a sudden it's there that makes it doubly weird right kind of sure film, so. right because his movies have like unexplained magic or whatever it's supernatural but it's never the rules are never explained and you have to go okay and i I'm with that because I like I like film to immerse me in whatever world it's doing and roll with it like if the if the world is super regular I wanted to I want to be super regular if the world if it's a world where the Abremelin operation is real I want to be there And I just I enjoy it. I like to be immersed in whatever universe the film creates for me. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is a very good example of that kind of thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So you never—it's just—it's this machine. You never explain how removes your memories, you know. So and then it becomes everything becomes um, magically real, magical realism, you know. So that's 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 a great film. Yeah, I agree. I've uh, watched yeah, it a while. It's a, I need to. yeah, but it's one of my favorite scores. Uh John Bryan just really did amazing. And Jay Electronica wrapped over the, the Eternal Sunshine score. You remember that one?
2: Of course. He did uh yeah, it's it, it got broken up into parts, but it ended up, yeah, Jay Electronica. It's like a fifteen minute version where he just wrapped over the score to uh Eternal Sunshine.
1: I highly if you haven't
2: heard it, I highly recommend it's, that.
1: It's so good. I'll yeah. I'll send you a link because we're Twitter friends. Now, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, send that link. I love that kind of stuff.
2: So, uh, do you remember a bank called Cloud Dead? Of course. of course, they're still around. Seriously, yeah, yeah, one really? of uh, I, I'm on. No, no, you, you. you. Right now, I was saying um, one half of Cloud Dead um, Yoni, um, he's actually performing in Brooklyn in a couple of weeks. I'm going to see him perform live. So um, yeah, but 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 their two albums were really, really great. And also, if I'm not mistaken, Cloud
1: Dead—you got an extra
2: ticket—is the uh, I do. Um, Cloud Dead is like I think they're the only quote rapper hip hop group to ever do a Peel session, a John Peel session. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, as a matter of fact, they are. They actually are the only rap group to do a a, a Peel session. So, yeah. Did he not like rap, John Peel? No, I think he did. I, I mean, because it's like so. For example, he, he did a lot of electro and a lot of instrumental. Exactly. Hip-hop. So I feel like if if a guy like John Peel liked, say, you know, like Broadcast or you know Boards of Canada, their type of beats are the essentially hip hop style beats. So I, I feel like he would have liked, you know, uh, hip hop or rap music. So. I
3: so. Really?
2: Uh, yeah, it I guess that makes sense. Like mhm. And it's the first time anyone played any Japanese, uh, and everyone in the, in his office was laughing, and he was quite upset because he's saying this is great. I bet, yeah. And yeah. That Japan, Japan wasn't always hip. It's only quite new, you know, over the last um um twenty years that really kicked in as the coolest country. Like, yeah, um, <laughs> sure. Well,
1: because it's watching an awful lot of Jap-
2: Japanese films. No, like what?
1: Uh, yeah, um, tell us. Jay you know, all the Oh yeah. With, um, yeah. Um, the, uh, uh, you know,
2: things like Dark Water on this film, you know, on uh, Dark Song. Yep. That being an in instrumental kind of like uh, pacing
3: wise, um, tone wise. Because if you think about um, uh, a Dark Song, everything is, is sort of like
1: until the end, just kind of like low key. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you, you don't really see it. And it's
3: all about the mood. It's feeling that they're in a okay. pressure cooker.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I think um, Dark, Water? Dark Water is just about one of the best
2: horror films of all time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, everyone, everyone always goes to um, his first film, which was um,
1: uh, the one where she calls out of Tully. What's that one? Uh, the Ring. The Ring. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ringo.
3: Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. Dark Water
1: is
2: a much better film. Um. So yeah. Well, you know it it makes sense cuz like some of the i mean just going to 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 ringu there's grief in those films as well yeah. like i think when you get down to the story and not just that movie when you get to to the to the to the meat of a lot of those those japanese horror films there's there's it's like the loss of like a sibling or the loss of a child or even you know so so it makes have sense you, I, you, I don't know if you've seen Dark Water, but Dark Water yeah. is about, essentially it's about a child
1: who's been separated from its mother yeah Yep. Uh, um, rather than the, the, the dark song route, which is right. mother had sort of lost a child. But he, even when you take it to like the crazy world, like Haosu, that's that's psychedelic Japanese horror. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's really going sort of like um, um, uh, that kicked the whole thing off, really. Yeah. The whole J Horror thing. It,
0: was, it wasn't as subdued, maybe, as <laughs> it was later yeah. on. Um, it
1: was, um, it it kind of kicked the whole thing off, you know. So let's go back a bit. That's about 19, 1980 or something. I know, 77. 77. Yeah. I, I, have, I have a question for you. Have you seen, have you seen the film In Trance? In Trance? Patrick Horvath and
2: uh, Dallas Hallam. Is it a French film? It's, no, no, no. It's, no, it, it's an American. Based American. in uh, Los Angeles.
1: You should okay. check it out once you start watching horror movies again. I'm watching them again now, sir. Okay, so you gotta
2: watch it, dude. Yeah. He's a he's a friend of the show. Pat, Patrick Corvath well, Dallas Hallam as well. They're both friends of the show. I've written about their stuff quite a bit, and also um, their last two films. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Their second and third film were put out by IFC Midnight. So you guys are kind of uh, loose kin to, to to each other. You guys are second cousins. Yeah. <laughs> So and, and and that's another thing. I think I you know recently whether it's like the TIFF uh Midnight films or like the IFC Midnight films like they're really putting out some really really good stuff. Um and and they're doing well. I mean, we both live in New York so and and I've IFC at at certain times the IFC Center where they play all their IFC films it's it's like a second home to me. So it's like a lot of their movies do really well um on on the big screen. But I guess streaming is kind of the IFC have
3: been great to us. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, they're really nice. They got us involved in the poster. They got us involved in the trailer. Um, no. our, our UK trailer was was uh, a bit
1: misleading. Um, that lots of people went thinking they were getting a jump scare film. Oh
2: yeah. And it's
1: not a jump scare film. So, no.
2: Sure. Um, I actually understood that, um, um, and they're really nice to work with. They. Um, on the first screening that we had um
0: in new york um uh, in brooklyn unless uh, mm-hmm. they screened it with um a um, kill list um oh wow which is really good to, to sort of screen it with because it separated us then that said we were not a kind of like um um
3: you know a, a jump scary film that that people might be expecting from from um
0: Right. right. Uh, until word got around, because a oh, lot of people thought, "Oh, it's about Black Magic Red
3: ritual. We're going to see six people chopped up in an interesting way as we go." Do yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, initial the first three tweets I got out for fantastic. First was was basically, "What well, a pile of shit! This is not. No one gets killed. I mean, no one. You know. thought yeah. uh, God. Oh no! Is this the way it's going to go? You know? I right.
2: Oh, absolutely great! Yeah, no, well, I'm glad. Yeah, everything everything worked out. It seemed like, um, and it's funny because Kill List was another film. I think from the trailer, I think people were a little misled as well. At least you know over here, I saw that in Toronto, and then when it came to the U.S., I think people people didn't know what what to expect. Like there's 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 an occult angle in that as well there's little hints of it throughout the film but towards the end it's like oh this is like some Wicker man stuff but i i don't think people thought i think they thought they were getting like a hitman movie essentially and then uh, you well, know I got I got told to watch
1: it yeah without told just say watch it don't i'm not going to Exactly that that's how you have to yes I don't, yes yes I don't watch trailers unless i'm at a movie i don't watch trailers because i just if someone says see a movie and i trust them i'm going to see them, i'm going to see it if you know what i mean um my friend, my friend who's, who put me onto, to, like, um, the Holy Mountain and other movies like that was like, you have to see a dark song. It's amazing. And I said, okay. I didn't know what it was about. I just watched it, and I loved it. Um, it's, it's, it's best
2: watched cold as a film. That's know?
1: how I did I, it. I, I believe films yeah, are best so. watched cold.
0: Where you don't quite know what it is. Yeah. And that sucks it in. Um, and he, unfortunately, most people go in knowing it's a like magic ritual
3: you know. I much prefer people to not know, you know, to go. That's the one thing about the festivals that is in its favor. People are going to these things without
0: knowing what it is, you know. So, no. uh, this here word
1: gets out. Um, huh. And by God, like, you hope word gets out. If right. word doesn't get out, that's when you're worried, you know. So. Uh, I I have a spoilery question. But but if anyone's listening to this episode and they haven't seen this movie, that's fucking weird. So, but spoiler alert, and, you know, just watch the fucking movie. It's great. Um, how did you, the, the Guardian Angel scene, how did you do it? Tell me about it. What was going on? It was... Right. And he saw the storyboards for the for the the uh, the, the the angel. And what I initially wanted was a kind of like um,
3: a, where she comes up the stairs, and it's lit against the dawn light. Do you know what I mean? It's be a shadow, um, mm. um, but huge and what have you. Um, but I drawn some lines to make you know some light lines, if you see what I mean. And he says Oh, don't worry, I know exactly what you want.
1: And then there was a big 4K light on the day, uh, and it was kind of like okay we're gonna to have to go with that because when you do these things and you're doing a low budget you're gonna to have to commit to things right so um so we got the so what i then did when we actually got the the, the angel um we're trying to get it how i wanted
0: it but it, you can't force things into being something they're not so what we did was and just right we're going to do this big beautiful thing do you know what i mean yeah This kind of like big kind of ending if you know what i mean it just got to
3: embrace it you've got to embrace your, your, the way things turn out sometimes so um, that's how we, we ended up doing it so it's a girl it's a girl called Martina and she's a, like um, she's, she's like six and a half seven feet tall she's really tall um, and we um, we, I designed a costume sort of it's a Celtic costume which you can't afford to get because it's been blown out if you know what I mean right and um, and then we just we just blue screened it in the actual location so the light's all right and then composited her on top um
1: so there was a period for about two or three weeks um when before christmas of 2015 2016 when it was just me and the and the guy doing the we went from having a department doing the special effects yeah to one guy so um it was one person who did all our computer special effects So, from the gold Leaf to, um, um, there's loads of bits and bobs in there, so, um, but one person did it when we went, so... He's very talented. One guy? That's amazing. Declan Boyle, his name is. Declan Boyle, you're the man. I want to buy you a beer if if I ever (laughs) see you. I want to buy you a beer too, Liam, if I ever see you. Do you drink beer? Um, no, 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 no. Can, well, I buy you, can I buy you a coffee or a sandwich or dinner? dinner
2: that's right. Yeah, we owe if you dinner. Next time you come to New York, we
1: owe yeah. you dinner. Next Absolutely. time you're in New York, yeah. dinner's so, on us. I, I, yeah, New York. be... I must go to New York soon. I haven't been since I was since 2005 or something like that. So, mm-hmm. so please. It wasn't that long after. We'll um, we'll take you out okay. for dinner. You get to meet us. It'll be fun. Hopefully. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, thankful. same to you. Yeah. Um, no. Are you? I, if If you're uncomfortable, we'll we'll take it off the podcast. Are you comfortable sharing the budget of a dark song? It was it was roughly around five hundred to to five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, so, that's U.S. Wow. or or U.S. U.S. So, huh. Okay, so that's. That's impressive. It is. You
2: would you, you, you wouldn't know, you know, watching it. I was thinking I was thinking the budget was more, to be yeah. quite honest.
1: So, I thought it was one or two. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, well this is this is obviously this is what I've got to do now is step up a gear in terms of budget, you know. It's very hard to survive off that, you know. because um, 'cause you're living for two years on on a, a fee that is minuscule. Do you know right. what I mean? Right, Yeah.
2: Uh, level. Yeah. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to whatever whatever you do in the future. And you know, a Liam Gavin zombie movie sounds great. It sounds like it's not going to be the most traditional zomb- zombie movie, but nevertheless, um, I'm already looking it's forward to f- it. Yeah. So yeah. It's going to be what it is. <laughs> well, it's it's already on my list. It's I'm, already I'm on about my list. To see movies. Well, whatever that may be.
1: I can't wait to see it. Um yeah dude uh, I, I guess we're, we're sort of revving down so do you have any parting words you would like to share um, if you have well, as you say anyone who hasn't seen this film is very unlikely to be watching this podcast but right spread the word if you have to your friends and to yeah. um, um, it's hard now as an independent film to go up against a superhero film so we like the superhero films like Thor and that uh, but they're the only films are getting cinemas now, so and it's word of mouth that matters. So you know, be evangelical about a dark song. Um, so the more successful it gets, the the, the better. You know, the it'll serve me in the long run. In, in right. a way, <laughs> if you support, if you support the art you want to see, it helps people continue to make the art that you like. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Exactly
2: it. So, yeah. um And and one one of the motivations when I think we both do our top tens is if it just like you said. So for example, like Thor was it like when you do a top ten and like people come to listen or read what oh what are your best films of the year and you have like Killing of a Sacred Deer, Thor, but then you also have a dark song. It's like oh wait maybe I don't know that movie. I know these other movies. This is a top. It's it's up alongside these big movies why don't I see it so that's always kind of and it's never forced like if I like a movie enough to put it in my top ten then you know you know I, I put it there I don't you know do and do do any kind of false uh, whatever so you know uh, over these last few months you know since December I've like Scott and I will get tweeted at or even on Facebook someone's just like hey I just checked out a dark song because of your top ten or yeah. it's like you've been to you know so that so that's like it, it's a really good feeling to you know push a movie like that and get and get a good return you know and thank you. Yeah. For um, interviewing me and pushing the film, I mean, it's 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 you guys that kind of vital right link between sort of you know cheap films that cost nothing to make and a vast audience, you know. So sure. that is very much appreciated. Well, hey, we're we're like the, you know we we were interviewing you, but for the most part, the show is fairly free form. So even in the midst, before you make your next film, if you happen to see. Killing every, Or just any movie It's like hey I have an extra 30-40 minutes to talk. If you ever want to be on the show Just to talk movies You see, have an open see, invite You, you open really do invite. Yeah. yeah friend of the
1: show friend, friend of the show for life Yeah yeah Anytime Cause also We're We're not like trying to hide Our esoteric films Like We see a movie We want We're not trying to like Keep it for ourselves We want it We want it We want everybody So That's why we want We want everyone to see your movie so you know what I mean. I can't thank you enough. You know, it's all these little bits and bobs. It's from you know people, uh, people who are respected. You know, whose opinions are respected. Um, and
3: for them to say, um, that you know your film's second best of the year. That's pretty good, right? And look at the difference in, in disparity in in budgets as well. You know, sure. so you are on equal terms when when you know people are sitting down to watch a film.
2: Uh, that's the best thing about it. So, and when it's people like you getting
1: the, the word out there, that helps. Yeah, thank you. We well, appreciate it. On that note, Liam, it was it was super dope to have you. Um, I look forward to everything you do. Yeah. Well,
2: what he said. Thank you for having me. Um, of course. Uh, uh, 10.54 a.m. Are you in Brooklyn?
1: Yep. Brooklyn all day. Brooklyn. I stayed in Brooklyn last
2: time I was there. Oh, cool. We might have walked past each other. And I know, right? During that... T- 2000, yeah. It's During possible. That, I-, I, was in upper, I was living in Harlem at the time. I didn't spend much time in Brooklyn at that time, so... Maybe you and Scott walked past each other, but probably not me. Maybe, you, maybe you me and Scott. We, yeah. We, we, we
1: never knew it. We didn't <laughs> know. You could, you could say it's like magic. You could say it's like magic with a K. With a K. Oh. <laughs> Alright, so that, 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 with the K, that was going to be our cutoff for the episode, because that was just too perfect. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so thank you so much for doing this, man.
2: Oh, hey like 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 likewise
1: really likewise my friend all right so we're we're going to continue our day you have you have a wonderful day it's getting dark now so uh-huh. this episode will come out in 2 weeks i think oh, yeah think. we're going to have some editing it's going to be sort of highlights so just one long stream of consciousness we're going
2: to keep the whole thing cuz it was good and we're we're gonna do our little bookend on that, like a little intro outro. Uh, or probably deal. just intro. Yeah, j- probably just intro. You're right. Yeah.
1: Because magic with the K is just such a good closing. So. Yeah, you're right. We'll we'll do like a little intro and then uh, put it out. Um, not not to shamelessly uh, promote, but if you're ever looking for music, you know, I, I I you probably have your own thing, but I do score films. Um, okay. well, if I'm in America. If you're
3: the, in America. I've got, I've got a
1: manager in America now, so I don't oh, cool. want to do with that, That's so. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm I'm am so, sorry I'm sorry in advance. <laughs>
4: Spit liquor, so sentiments lost in a scotch mist. Tell em, don't watch this. Liver turned toxic, still I've what's it. Attracted to opposites, Me and minds tight like asterix and obelix. Operatives living in the shadowlands, and I make grammar like Django van. We break bread and make moves for the queen's heads. With a king cobra strength, dedicated to going the length. Mad emotion, flowing through pens. I write rhymes with the potent hybrid. My viral's the brother up am fighting, Finding time to redesign this blue. Uh, it's only true cool that uh, I move with. Huh? So if the shoe fits, wear it, we grin and bear it As mad crowds spazz out, we begin to tear it Step it up like a sterling, shift into top gear Ready for a long year, more short stories Told in a matter of minutes, it's just the way that I had to begin it I bring spirits and the scripture, finish up the incomplete image Till I build up the bigger picture I ride widescreen DVD clean with extra scenes For no opponent will ever get the best of me I'm like a moment of ecstasy, the orgasm, Phenomenon known man can fathom the phantasm with hellfire for the grand dragon. Dragging tag alongs longing
0: for